Welcome to the Renovate Podcast. I'm Brandon Anderson. And I'm Stephanie Schell. This is where the extraordinary is revealed in the ordinary. Dedicated followers of Christ build their home. Artists and musicians find a voice. And technology takes its place in the church as the ultimate tool for spreading God's love. I still like in the office when Dwight and Angela get married. And it's the Shroop family tradition that you get married, you're standing in your grave because that's the next time you'll be apart from each other is when you're in your grave. There's a good example of a symbolism that really meant yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> their wedding dress on, he's in the tux, and they're like, there's... you know, six feet down because <laughs> they're standing in their grave. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. that's perfect. <laughs> They won't be forgetting that anytime no, soon. That's no, right. that's, right. that's so funny. <laughs> well, let's start with a prayer, okay. and then we can get started with questions and just whatever. Just generally talk and make fools of ourselves for 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes. It's so. very chill. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So. Do you want me to say the prayer, Mike? Do you want to say the prayer? I'll, I'll say the prayer. Okay. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, um, I just want to give you all thanks for the wonderful things that you do in our life and bringing us together in the great work that you're doing through Renovate and um, the young people involved in that ministry. I just ask for your blessing on our time together um, that you may put in our, our hearts and our mouths the words um, to inspire others to follow you and grow closer to you. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay, so we are here today with uh, Mike and Carol Galky, and let's go ahead and get started with this awesome interview. So, how are you? How are you feeling today? Good. Feeling good. Feeling good. It's Monday, but... It's a Monday. <laughs> yeah, when we're recording, it's a Monday. Yeah. Gotta love Mondays. <laughs> it was funny, my sisters, they asked who I was interviewing, and I said, Mike and Carol, and they said, oh, like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't mean as much as when we got married, Brady Bunch was still on the TV. Very popular. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. So I think that um, as a lot of us are listening, are single, young adults, and but we all dream of our happily ever after. And so what is the number one piece of advice that you would give to young adults that are hoping to get married someday, just to start us off? Well, I guess I'll go. I, um, I think that speaking to the young man that um, don't don't so easily discard what the church teaches about the covenant of marriage and what it means to be to bring to keep God in your marriage mm -hmm. um, it's easy to listen to society and say well this is what a, a married couple this is what a man acts like in a marriage this is what a man can expect in a marriage especially when you're a teenager and you're growing up mm -hmm. and um, but um, I think to, to, to 
balance that with what the church teaches about what it means to be mm-hmm. a man in a marriage and what love truly is and what intimacy truly is um, because uh, you know you make you're going to make mistakes along the way and, oh, sure. and, <laughs> and uh, look into what the church teaches just it, it your life is so much better and your long-term relationship with your spouse is just so much better when you fully embrace what the church teaches and, and, and but it's easy to dismiss that and think oh i'm 21 is when we got married i know better i can work this out i, I can work this what work. Like. i can have both worlds you know or mm-hmm. you know and uh but it's true what the church teaches about intimacy and your relationship is true what society tells you is not there's a lot of falsehoods there and you know it, it, it took me 10 15 years to really fully realize that so if i knew what i knew now what i knew then mm-hmm. like man or my life would have been a lot different so so what what's a what's a nugget that you can pull out like what's one specific thing that that society tells us versus what the church tells us um i think uh, for me and, and um i don't know about carol but for me, it was um, the teaching on um, contraception and what it means to have a family. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were young, and you know, my thoughts on, you know, how large a family. We thought oh, we're going to have two kids because that's what mm-hmm. we were taught then. You should have two kids. You, know, you should have more. That's you because have we less. came from big families. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we wanted our kids to have what we didn't have because mm-hmm. we thought we were missing out when we, we were younger because we, we both came from big families. We didn't want them to miss out. And now it's like, oh things. man, if we what our family would have been different, what our kids would have experienced would have been so much different had we continue, you know, really been open to life, our whole marriage, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, have as many, many kids as what God, you know, wanted us to have, or, you know, mm-hmm. we, you let, know. let God control that instead yeah. of us controlling it. Right. Mm-hmm. We just felt like we had to have full control over everything. Yeah. And to let go of that and say, you know, God is truly in control. Right. Right. So when you were trying to be in control, did that affect your marriage, or you know, was it hard, or what? How was it? Well, I think it does. I think because you, you, you know, you take, you make certain decisions in your life with how, where you live, what you purchase, you know, um, what your goals are, mm-hmm. based on kind of a false sense of well, this is what's going to make you happy, mm-hmm. versus what really will make you happy mm-hmm. is you know. Um, really having that close relationship with God and then embracing what the, ch- the church is teaching on life and, and what really what fun a large family is. And yeah, you may not have three TVs or four cars, but you've got that really robust family life. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I think the other thing that we've talked about is that I think a lot of couples are waiting for the perfect time <laughs> to get married. You know, they, they think, I'm going to wait until I'm done with school. I'm going to wait until we are making enough money. I'm going to wait till we have a house. And that's something else that you realize that as a couple, you can get through that together. And actually, it's those challenges that you get through that make your marriage stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we got married while we were both in school. And yeah, it's challenging getting mm-hmm. married when you're both in college. But, I bet. <laughs> but, and we lived off of very little. But we look back at those, you know, times as some of the, the best times that we had. You know, because you had to be creative. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, date night wasn't like going out. Date night was maybe a picnic in the park because that's all you could afford. With top ramen. Yeah. It's funny because now we'll, we'll travel together or with the kids or without now that, you know, they're on their own. And rather than, you know, the best time we look back on a vacation or whatever is not going to the fancy restaurant and having a big deal, but is mm-hmm. getting a plate of noodles and, and eating it on the beach or something, you know, very simple, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. when we were first were married, you know. And that, because you're together. And that's, yeah. that's the great part. That's the best part. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't need Top all of that. You don't need all of that. <laughs> those are those times you look back on and, and you just laugh and have fun with. I think my um, piece of advice to young people who are dating somebody seriously and talking about marriage is look at that other person and say, is that person leading me towards Christ? Mm-hmm. I th- it, you have to answer that question. And if you look at that person and say, they're not, then they, you need to seriously think about if that's somebody you want to be with for the rest of your life. That could be hard though, right? If you're attracted sure. to somebody, you're interested in somebody in there, mm-hmm. but maybe... But we all change. You physically change and, <laughs> and eventually, I mean, that's, that's, what you, that, that's what carries you is that that constant awareness of knowing that you're married to somebody who is who wants your best interest mm-hmm. always and that they're always trying to help you towards that ultimate goal of being with Christ and um, you know that's we kept reminding our kids of the same thing you know, look at that person is that person holy is that person helping you to that ultimate goal so what would be some signs or some red flags to look out for? Like, oh, maybe better back off from this. What, what would be some of those, do you think? What red flags did you notice in each other? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's, it's harder for me uh, because um, I didn't really date much in high school. So I had maybe one serious you know, gal I dated just for a few weeks. Um, so Carol's <laughs> real serious. Only, yeah, Carol's the only woman I've ever ever, uh, ever been with and ever ever dated seriously. And what attracted me to her, of course, was she's gorgeous, but that she is um, <laughs> talented and uh, she she had this great family life and she was just full of spirit for the church and stuff. So you know, I I, I don't know. I, red flags for me, I wasn't really was pretty naive and so I didn't have that the red flags although I think everybody just just knows it's just the intuition that it, you know you just got to listen to what your body is telling you um, and now with my kids the red flag for them when we, they were we dating saw those red flags. Mm. <laughs> they don't want to meet the parents there's you know, a red flag mm-hmm. they don't want to spend time with your parents pulling them away from the other friends, you know, kind of want the isolation and want to spend mm-hmm. a lot of time and not want to be with their other friends, mm-hmm. try to change them, you know, this, you know, rather than, well, this is who you are, these are your friends, that person should love that, not try to take you away from that. And maybe you as parents would notice that before they did. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's cute. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> 
<laughs> As a parent, you see those red, red flags, in it, and it's so difficult to watch because you know that all you can do is pray and you can, you can talk to them, but ultimately they have to make that decision. So I think prayer, more than anything, was our, was our defense mechanism. <laughs> we would just pray. Um, sometimes a novena, <laughs> hoping that um, you know they would see that those red flags, you know. And we always told the girls too that when you do start dating seriously, take out a piece of paper and write down the good things and bad things. And if the bad things outweigh the good things, then you need to reconsider, you know, because those bad things are not going to go away when you get nope. married. They don't go away. In fact, some of those good things become bad things because <laughs> some of that, they're, they're impressing you in some way. Oh, I see. Uh -huh. so, so some of that's not true. But still, if you have a real long good list, you're going to find out that maybe a couple of those things go to the bad list, but you still outweigh on the, on the right side, on the, mm -hmm. the good list. So we've always told our girls to do that when they're dating, seriously. Um, and it's so funny because um, even my daughter has said, after she's broke up, she goes, your mom... I should have known because, you know, I had a longer bad list on him. You know, and I'm like, well, why didn't you break up Because <laughs> I really liked him. But, uh -huh. you know, she, they knew there was a bad list. <laughs> a long bad list. They knew. So. Did the guy know about that list? He knew. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I don't think so. Well, maybe he does now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't make the cut. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's right. So that's, that's, that's really important, too. And prayer is, is huge. Um, before I got married, I, I prayed every day that God would give me a good husband. And, you know, there, it works. It does. He answered your prayer, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's no it's recorded now, too. <laughs> My grandmother told me to do that. She says, if you want a good husband, pray every day for it. And I'm like, okay, I will. <laughs> if that works, I'll do it. Wise and fine. <laughs>Hey, it's time for the Fresh Nugget, everyone's favorite part of the show where we talk about the best music to hit the Christian music scene. So today's Fresh Nugget, I wanted to talk about this new artist. Her name is Ellie Holcomb. That's H-O-L-C-O-M-B, so you can look it up. She had a new album come out this year. It's called As Sure As The Sun. And one of my favorite songs, you might have heard it on Christian radio before, is called The Broken Beautiful. And it's about how God's love will never change. And broken things are made beautiful and um, God makes good things come out of what we see as bad experiences. Um, and it talks about God meets her in her deepest pain and all His grace will see you through whatever you're going through. And it's scriptural too because it talks about turning weeping into dancing. Um, 
So I give this song and album a thumbs up, definitely. So, so I've got kind of a little bit of a, a question that I'd, I'd like to get both of your perspectives on. Um, for a single person that maybe doesn't have prospects is saying, you know, we, we talked with Mandy Erskine um, last time. She was our last person we interviewed. And she was saying she doesn't want to be single, but she is single, but she's not really, there's no one really particular in her life. So she just is straight single. Um, you know, what, from, from your perspective, for someone that's in that kind of a role, what's some like advice or something that you would give them that, um, because they don't really want to be single, but they understand this is what God is calling me to do right now and I'm not really looking. I, I think it's to um, not overthink it, you know, um, and to say um, there's nothing wrong with me, and, <laughs> and it's just what God's plan is for me now, and to embrace that, and that's most likely when something is going to happen, um, uh, and to um, not, you know, like not overthink it, don't try too hard. Um, because God will put the people in your life that lead you to your spouse. Your, your spouse, yeah. if that's what's going to happen yeah. that God wants for you, that's is out there somewhere. And you just have to be open to that mm -hmm. possibility to not um, not get into a, uh, to be desperate and just go for whatever, even though we know it's a bad relationship, the <laughs> bad list outlays the good list. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, because you want that. Because you, you want, want the relationship more than anything. <laughs> So don't settle, right? Don't settle. Yeah. <laughs> don't settle. Well, in single life, too, is a vocation. You know, mm -hmm. we have um, priesthood or um, um, marriage is a vocation, just like single. being single is a vocation. And it may be a temporary vocation or it might be lifelong. And you don't know. You don't know what God's plan is for you, you know, um, as far as that is. But single, a single life vocation opens up a lot of opportunity to do, you know, big things. You know, once you're married, you, you do, you're kind of limited on where you can go and what you can do. And when you have a single life vocation, you're pretty well open to anything. So I think God purposely gives some people that single vocation for a while so that they can do some bigger things, you know. Mm -hmm. So you just don't know what is in that plan for you. I know a lot of um, young people who are, who are single and, and the things they're doing right now, I just think that is so awesome that God is working through you and they could never do it with a family. I mean, the things they're doing, they have to be single. So that's mm. the other thing is think about, that's good. you know, you might have something, there might be something big planned for your life that you just don't know about. So pray to God and say, you know, work through me, do what you need yeah. to do. I mean, he'll lead you through is. it. He'll mm. lead yeah. you to it. Yeah. You mentioned that marriage is a vocation, and I think that sometimes when we hear about vocations, we tend to think of the priesthood or consecrated life, but um, foryourmarriage.org had a quote It said, the vocation to marriage is a call to a life of holiness and service 
within the couple's own relationship and in their family. So you've been talking about how true that is. Do you have any other, anything else to add to that? <laughs> about it being a vocation. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think, yeah, just that um, as, the, as the father and husband that you, um, you know, you're called to, to be Christ in your family. Um, just as uh, Jesus was called, and um, you know, uh, you have, Christ died for us, and so you need to kind of die to yourself, and oh. and and serve your family, and that's one of the things that I took me a long time to figure out, because <laughs> you you know you want to, well I, I I have these things I need to do, and I want this, and I'm, I I know I've got the football game to watch or the <laughs> soccer game to go to or the I want to go with my friends tonight, and mm -hmm. um, but these are sacrifices that you give, and you get just as much joy out of that as you do out of those other things. And you kind of, you know, God gives you those graces uh, to to become that and to work with. And it's a it's a working project, working process all the time. But um, you, you, I'm much more holier now than when we. Um, when I was single and before we were married, so absolutely that, that vocation, that call to holiness, God gives you that in the vocation. That's awesome. <laughs> and you know, um, just as the husband has a vocation to his wife and family, the wife does too. And it, I think a lot of, a lot of women feel like they don't want to give up that that position. They they don't want that husband to have that position for some reason. But that's what makes it work, is... Oh, they don't want their husband to be in charge, mm -hmm. or... Mm -hmm. Which, it's not, it's, it's always a partnership. But ultimately, their husband should be, should, should have that um, attitude of, I'm here to protect and to take care of my family. And um, that doesn't mean that, you know, mom can't work or mom can't be part of that decision-making but to have a, a husband that has that always in the back of their mind I'm here to protect you and to take care of my family it's huge and I think we've lost a lot of that you know mm -hmm. and I and women in the same way need to to let them you know we're afraid to let them and once you let them in harmony yeah. happens. <laughs> it runs a lot smoother. It's like you can't be the only one in control. Right. I think that would be really hard for me. You know, I hope to get married someday, but I like to be in charge. I like to be the boss. Me <laughs> <laughs> too. I'm one of those people too, believe me. But I've had to just say, okay, if you think that's, you know, what we need to do, we'll do it. Um, and it's hard because I am and control freak too. So. <laughs> and, and there's that famous, and I forget if I think it's in Corinthians, that husbands be the head of your wives and wives be subservient to your husbands. But that's, Not the, you know, it's, it's head and meaning head servant and mm -hmm. service to your wife. And then that very passage is followed by husbands love your wife as, the, as I love the church. So um, it's, again, it's that trinity, it's that relationship. And, um, it is a partnership um, in, in everything that you do, and that's where you get the best, the most joy out of it. You know? So I want to I want to pull it back a little bit, and uh, 
examine for a couple minutes your uh, your professional lives because you both have professional careers um, and I just want to hear a little bit about um, the, the fulfillment that comes from that so um, you know how did you how did you know what you wanted to do you know how did how did you uh, <laughs> how did you come across your career or you know what was a little bit of that journey um, into that well, I always wanted to be an astronaut, uh, but not an astronaut. <laughs> because God gave me a fear of heights, so he said, no, you're not supposed to be an astronaut, uh, but um, I like science and, and that, and um, I kind of tried different things for a while. Um, I thought maybe I might be a teacher. My family is really involved in um, special ed and, and working with people with disabilities, and I thought, you know, that'd be something I'd like to do, and I, and I do like to be involved in that, but not as a career wasn't, wasn't what was for me, and, um, but I, you know, I just fell in love with biology and, and studied biology more and, and met up with a professor at my college, and, and he said, well, you ever looked in this medical laboratory technology field, and you should try that out, and um, that's kind of how, where I ended up, where I am. I work for Tri-Cities Laboratory and, and um, been doing that and, and I love it and it's been a great field for me and um, uh, for the family and allowed me to be able to provide like I would like to and so, but it, it's very stressful. I mean, it's the, as you know, taking on jobs of more responsibility, it's it becomes pretty stressful and it's hard to not bring that home. My father seemed to like always bring it home <laughs> and I get a lot of traits of him but I sort of learned to recognize that and okay now I need to you know keep people work work and home home and and knowing that the families they're supporting really helps you get you know deal with the tougher times yeah as part of your career and those long days if they're there and things like that so yeah. And I, I um, when I was in high school, I actually thought about being a teacher, too. But um, I didn't have money to go to a four-year school, so I ended up going to a two-year school and saw the nursing program as a way to go. So I ended up going into nursing program. But we met at college because we were both minoring in, um, in theater. <laughs> so, so we met on stage. On stage, we met doing uh, productions at at college. So that was our common interest mm -hmm. that we had. But I I went into nursing and um, and then after I got out of school, I started doing neonatal nursing. Which, um, being small as I am, I discovered really quick working with adults that I don't have the strength to work with very well so babies were great because they're light <laughs> and I, I've worked with um, in the neonatal area now for 28 29 years mm -hmm. so that's what I've always done and always loved cool mm -hmm. so, but we still dabble a little bit theater. in theater 
Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's funny that you both said that you wanted to be teachers because you you did life teen and now yeah. you're and now you're t- instructing you know engagement right. encounters yeah. and stuff like that so yeah so you still can bring those things into your life and I'm actually the educator now I'm a clinical yeah, educator so for neonatal mm. so yeah. um, and now I teach that's what I do there you go yeah, so I, I finally got to be a teacher cool <laughs> yay <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any questions. So. Okay. Well, I have one more question. Okay. <laughs> so you have talked about some things that you wish you had known, but what is what is something that you really wish that someone had just come up to you and said, you know, to make a marriage relationship succeed, remember this. What, what would <laughs> what would be that thing? <laughs> That's an awesome question. <laughs> Who's going to go first? <laughs> I have. I, 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 so easy for me. Oh, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, don't be too hard on that other person. And forgive. It's really easy to, um, to get self-righteous. And, um, and you get to that point where you're like, I am not going to forgive that person. Because if I do, that means I'm bowing down. But you, ha- you have to forgive. And you have to forget. Because you can bring in all, all kinds of old baggage constantly into your marriage again from the past. Because you do make mistakes. But you have to forgive. And not only that, but you have to forget. And, um, you know, once you forgive, forget and start again. Start again. So marriage is constantly restarts, redoes. And okay. I guess mine is sort of um, same said same thing. Well, quite, that's, you said it better. What I was gonna say no is uh, for guys, for guys, marry up. And, <laughs> and recognize that, right? Mary. So recognize that your spouse can make you better, you know, and, and you got a lot to learn from the woman you love, and not it's the same type of thing, it, just different ways to, you know, not be so arrogant that well, I can't forgive or whatever, but to just say, hey, you know, oh, yes, she's right, or you know, we, you said the R word. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Is right. <laughs> yeah. We call it the R word. Did you just say the R word? <laughs> so, kind of to just take it, you know, and recognize that being married is um, a great thing, uh, you know, and have no regrets um, about what you do. And um, so I think that marry up. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. That's right. That's <laughs> so, so is she always right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, yes, no matter what <laughs> I want to admit. And, and even though More I think I'm right, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but, you know, because she know, you know, you, and your spouse knows what's, what's best for you. Uh, because mm-hmm. they, you live so closely, you have that intimacy that we talked mm-hmm. about. You don't even see it in yourself sometimes, but they do. Mm-hmm. And they say, you're not going to be happy if you do this this way. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know better. And, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it's God working through them, and just but just recognizing mm-hmm. that. Cool. That's true. That's cool. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for the awesome interview.
Yes, thank you. This was a, uh, I think this is a lot of fun and mm-hmm. yeah. well, we enjoy it. I think the people will yeah, enjoy listening and <laughs> hearing the little golden nuggets. Of <laughs> the little there were many. Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they, you know, young people out there know, understand that you can have a forever relationship with someone. It is possible. You know, no matter what society says, it's possible. So there is hope. There is, there is hope. hope. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You can do it with Christ. Star Wars Episode Six: A New Hope. <laughs> new <Yes>. hopes <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> yeah. So you guys. So let's see. Uh, you guys are gonna do Renovate Live, June twenty first. Okay. You'll okay. be speaking. So coming up. So on. Uh, yeah. Maybe an hour or so before the event, you guys will kind of get together, figure out what you want to talk about. So yeah. it's so, okay. So we're <laughs> actually, like, we actually looked at the questions last night. Yeah, we actually mm. reviewed the questions. Ooh. We did. That is very yes. advanced planning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we knew what we were going to ask. So we get to talk on mm-hmm. a marriage and. What do we talk? Yeah, I mean, Kind of the same types of things? Or yeah, sim- okay. similar type things. Um, and it's, you know, it's... we. One of the things is we do this as kind of a, you know... Teaser. The, yeah, kind of a teaser yeah. and just to, um, you know, some people can, can't make it. Mm-hmm. And so then we say, okay, well, since you can't make it to the event, just listen to the podcast. You'll get basically, okay. you know... Um, Basically, the information that you'll get from the from the live talk, okay. and then then also repetition. So when somebody hears something more than once, you know sure. it's going to stick better. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, but since you're going to be saying it very differently, you'll be saying you know same. close to the very same right. things, but just saying right. them differently. Plus, we'll have questions. People will be asking. Yeah, and Q and A and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I have a feeling there will be a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, they listen to the podcast. That'll give us some questions. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, be, we're excited. Thank you for. Yeah. Thank you for inviting us. us. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. when I the funny thing is when I thought of, you know, when I was brainstorming and and we were brainstorming actually, mm-hmm. trying to think of a married couple and I was like, it's the Galkies. Like I already know. <laughs> I didn't, it's Mike nine. and Carol. I already know who, wow. who's going to do it. We just have to make sure we can. Well, I had, I had a little bit of a fear last night because um, I'm a big soccer fan and the World Cup starting. And I have on my <laughs> all, all, the, all the United States games. Oh. And it's 21st. That date sounds familiar, furries. Uh oh. Uh oh. Is there a soccer game that night? So I'm looking. I'm like, no, it's the next day. So. Okay, good. See, it was meant to be for you to get that right. talk, not to interfere with your interests. That's right. You're like, I'll do it, but I'm going to be late. <laughs> you have the TV on in the background. Yeah, that's, one, that's one thing that, that I have learned over the years is that when it comes to the soccer World and Cup. the World Cup, Mm. I need to let month, it go. The next <laughs> month. Don't mess with that soccer. It's only every couple of years, right? Yep. It's every four years. Every yeah, four years. So, just you know. let it go. Let them watch. I've actually, let them this, do year, it. this year, I've actually even taken the days off of work because last year. Yeah, I mean, seriously. He, <laughs> last year, I'd go. It was like the games were at lunch. He's a serious World so Cup watcher. And only, wow, only, he dresses. I, didn't, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't come all the way home to watch because it was too far away from my lunch hour. So I'd go to the pub, which is right by my work. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird me going to the pub during work. I was 
wasn't mm. drinking or anything, but just watching the game. Yeah. So this, this time, I'm, I'm going to take it off for You're going to get a manicure and a pedicure, and you're going to get your hair all did. You're going to sit in front of the TV, pamper yourself. Day, for Father's Day, he wants the U.S. jersey. US jersey. And then he, what he'll do is he'll go downstairs, and he'll have his snacks, and he'll have his, you know, everything. And then he'll he'll take our flag that we have outside. He'll have that next to him, and he'll have his jersey on. And that's, that's how he gets ready, and then he watches the game. That's funny. Yeah, last year. Well, it's last time around. All by himself. He just watches all by himself. Yeah. He needs to find You don't somebody. join him? I'm not a well, um, yeah. She will. I, I will some a little sometimes. bit, but I have a hard time with watching a game where there's no points. I don't. I, just, <laughs> I don't understand the whole concept. Well, what's the point? What's the point exactly? What you not, understand is, not is even though there's is. no scoring, you can score at any time, so you can't be distracted because you might miss the one goal of the game, right? The only goal. So she'll ask questions. I'll be like, no, just I'm focusing. Yeah. <laughs> One thing. Like, I don't want to miss it. So what's it. the score? Zero, zero. Oh, okay. <laughs> Still. Yeah. Is there any guys on base? <laughs> Will they be scoring anytime soon? And then it's like, so how, many, how much time is left? 15 minutes. It's zero, zero, and you've been watching this game the whole time. And you're 15 minutes later. Like, how do you do that? We, we won how the game last time in like the 90th zero, minute. Zero. We won. I don't <laughs> Basketball player, you know, watcher, because basketball they're like scoring constantly. Mm -hmm. I really yeah. get into that. This not scoring all game. I, I just can't figure that out. So I'll come it. down and I'll watch for a little while, and then it'll be still God, zero zero, sorry. and then I'll go upstairs and go go. He yells really loud. Go. <laughs> You'll hear him, and I'll come back downstairs, and he goes, "You missed it. <laughs> I missed the one goal of the game. I was there for twenty minutes, and finally they." <laughs> That next, then Sunday, the 22nd, we might, might go up to that. I'll watch it with the bros. Because mm -hmm. my brother is a big oh, soccer true. fan, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, he, he has, there's six boys in his family. Um, wow. And there's nine kids in my family, but he has six boys, all boys. And a um, few of them love soccer, but his brother especially, his younger brother, is mm -hmm. really into soccer. Coach did, and his daughters were really into soccer. So... They get together and they watch soccer and they're serious. Well, my dad, I, I mean, this was, well, I was probably serious. fifth or sixth grade. You know, on PBS on Sundays used to have German, shop, German soccer games. And my dad would watch them because he was German. And um, he is German. And, um, and there, it, the, the announcers were, they, they would, there would be an English announcer, but he'd be speaking over the, the, the German mm. announcer in the background who was really doing the announcing. And they, they did all the goals and everything. So that's, and that's how he I He even has, what do, you, what do you call that thing? The Vuvuzela from the, the horn. Vuvuzela. Yeah. You hear that downstairs too. <laughs> Not official, they've been banned. They've been Hilarious. banned. Yeah. yeah, they really That's what I, I heard. Why? I, too noisy. And then they'd throw them on the field. Yeah. They were thrown oh. on the field. I remember when that happened. Yeah. So they he has one of those too. Yeah. So. Well, you're set. You're, you're like I'm a traditional ready. fan. You're like, yes. no Vuvuzela. No, no. Yeah. Well, how do you say it? Vu Vuvuzela, I think. Vuvuzela. It's South African. It's Vuvuzela. Yeah. Brazilians do drums. I could do a drum if you bring the djembe home, because that's what they do. The Brazilians put the drums during the game. 
That'd be better than that thing. That thing's annoying. Drums, those they look. <laughs> you know, 2,000 fans with those things. Oh my gosh. I don't know how they stand. Hearing loss. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that's one thing I've learned in marriage when it comes to that kind of thing. Sometimes, for a while, I fought it and fought it and fought it, you know. And finally, I, I realized I got to let it go. So 21st, uh, espresso. Espresso. Mm -hmm. And And you know the Powers family? Yeah. Okay, well, they're kind of forming a little family band. They're going to do the music for it. Oh, awesome. And they, oh, they, hold on just a second. I need to tell you what they're. They are so talented. Yeah, they are. They they told me what their band name is, and it's hilarious. (laughs) They're just, Um, they're kind of like the Perry Kelly family. Yeah. They're just just losing with. Musical talent. Their band name is Adventure Dirt Team. <laughs> Sounds like a band. Dirt okay. Team. So, well, yeah, he's the young dude. He said, uh, he said, it's a long story. Yeah, <laughs> why their band is called so Adventure stupid. Dirt Team. It's gotta be a long story. Yeah. James, James and Chris and Chris, Annie. Annie, okay. It's mm-hmm. just the three of them? I think so. I think so. The I'll have to. We were at a play with Chris when he was. Oh, yeah. Mm. At all, and James, Jessica, and James really well for all the shows and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh cool. Yeah, so they'll good. be holding down That's the music, and then awesome. you guys will do the talk, and so there'll be at least fun. three people there. Yeah. Well, maybe the rest <laughs> of the Powers family. Yeah, yeah, all the other rest. And then, yeah, you know. The Powers family is pretty large. We might have you know, yeah. eight people there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so once again, thank you guys for. Thank you. Doing this awesome interview. Thank you. And uh, you did great. You're like whooping the egg. Oh man, she's just like a pro. She's a natural. She's like a pro. <laughs> you, you should have heard her on the first interview. She was. She she, she has grown a lot. <laughs> I can smack you right now. But I'm not going to. You know, it's it's true though. It, it's just practice. Practice mm-hmm. makes perfect. You know, you you listen to those people on the radio and you think, how do they? not stumble over their words I constantly know. and I think it's just practice you just practice mm-hmm. practice and that's practice. my ultimate goal to be on the radio, radio. Yeah. So, well, I think you're yeah. doing a great like I you so too. you could get a Thanks. job doing it now yeah, so yeah, your voice has a good tone and tenor yeah, mm-hmm. just, yeah just just keep do, doing this and then when you feel ready go for it yeah and you know, you're gonna have a whole portfolio of yeah, yeah. Of things, so. How many? How many do you think I should have in my portfolio before I approach them? Four, <laughs> maybe four. It just has the right tone of voice. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you get people on the radio and they have that whiny voice, and you're but you have a nice, pleasant voice, so I think you'd be good. Thanks, guys. You're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we are professional radio people, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've been on the radio. You've been on the radio. And so. <laughs> yeah, I've been on the radio. This is my first, like, blog, or what do you call this? Uh, podcast. 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 Yeah. Now we've been on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. They're the new thing. Yeah. Newest. Newest brain. Yeah. It's the rage. It's the rage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that's the end of that thing. Uh-huh.